here, you stupid shit. Welcome to episode 91 of Comical Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Corbett, and with me is... Mr. Machismo, Lord Horsticles. Oh, you're machismo now, huh? That's right. I got the machismo coming out of the pores. That's, you might want to get that check. <laughs> <laughs> is there cream for that? <laughs> there might be a cream for that. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we're also here with a very special guest, our friend George from the Metal Geeks Podcast. What's going Yay! on, guys? Happy to have you here, George. Thank you for having me on the show. Hey, man, I thought Carrie was supposed to come. Well, you know, for those of you who don't know, Metal Geeks is a show that we're kind of a sister show to. Why do we got to be? Si- why can't we be brothers? Okay, we're a brother show to it. Brothers from another that's, mother. That's more metal. Anyways, well, we, we're also on the same networks a lot. We're on a lot of the same networks, and uh, you know, we've I've been a guest on Metal Geeks several times, and MSR cast carries other show a couple times, and then uh, Carrie, the the main host of both of those shows, Carrie the Metal Geek. <laughs> He and I have teamed up and started a video show for CW News Fix called Adventures in Geekery, which uh, you can actually check out by going to adventuresingeekery.com. And George, here is our cameraman. That's right. And also, producer. yeah, I helped uh, produce the, some of the segments, make sure they keep the shit straight. Yeah. There's also <laughs> some uh, funny bloopers with George. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a lot of funny bloopers. But uh, anyways, we're happy to have you here. Thank you for having me, guys. And, you sure uh, about that? Because you don't seem like you're very happy. I'm, I'm <laughs> plenty happy. Man, I was hoping to come in here and see Dave. <laughs> Dave's not here, man. Dave's the other co-host besides Carrie and George. Love Dave. I'm going to tell him that you love him so much. <laughs> I'm going to pet him and love him and stroke his beard. <laughs> and call him Dave. <laughs> and call him George. <laughs> Very nice. You well, bastard. Let's move on to our comics talk because we got a lot to go over today. All righty. Uh, so what were your top two this week, Miguel? Hey, well, number two is uh, Outcast number 12. Uh-huh. By uh, Robert Kirkman. And Paul Azaceta. Say what? As a setter? Bless you. <laughs> you know, it's a good book, man. Okay? It's okay. <laughs> like you, I was trying to say our, my phrase. It's interesting because you see the uh, the guy. It's got demons and stuff. It's really good. Well, you know, there's, there's a lot of damn demons. <laughs> well, the guy is starting to figure stuff out. He's starting to see what his purpose is. And the priest is upset because he's not really wanting to help. And so he starts praying, hey, I've lost my way. Please help him understand that, you know, he needs to help me do this. And, well, his sister gets freaking possessed. And that's what pushes him over the edge, and he decides it's time to kick some ass. But it is slow because, you know, it's been taking a while to get to this point. It just needs to pick up. It's, it's an okay series. I don't love it all that much, honestly. Like, it's really, really slow. And they do the same things over and over again in every single issue. I mean, basically, the main character is reluctant to go out and fight these demons. The priest guy is like, come on, come on, you need to do it. You're the only one who can. They go and they find somebody who's possessed. The person's like, stay away from me. I don't want anything to do with you. He tries to fight the demon or whatever and absorb it into himself, and sometimes he does and sometimes he doesn't. But it's really not even like that visually exciting when it happens. It's basically like smoke coming from one person's mouth into his. Like it's it's good. It's a good concept, I guess I'd say, but it just is not a lot going on. Like it's very slow. And even though it, this was one of the better issues, I, I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. Uh, still, a lot has not happened. Well, don't be so negative, man. Come on. I'm just what? telling you how I feel. Something like, repetitive from Robert Kirkman? That's unheard of. Come on, you're supposed to be, supposed to be positive. Positive well, peed up and hit it. I just said it was probably <laughs> one of the better issues of the series. Like, I like it, but I don't love it. I think it was more, for me, it was more intense. The main character was a little bit more intense now because it happened to his family, so it kind of like, it was personal. 
Uh, I think that was the edge that pushed pushed it up there for me. Otherwise, I probably would not have put it there. I probably would have kept it. It probably would have gotten beaten out by another book. But I think because that twist uh, brought it to me. And I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. So let's see where it goes from here. I can see that. Right. I haven't read the series at all yet. So you're going to have to <laughs> fill me in later. Bunch okay. of bad touches by demons and... And the, mm. the main hero trying to do a bunch of good touches. Yeah, but the, the demons don't even do anything that interesting when they possess people. They basically just lay around in beds and they're like, I know. Like, not like they're crawling on ceilings or like spitting puke or, or you know, if they were doing more. I'm hoping that when the TV series comes out, it's more like it's visually already a stunning. TV series. Yeah, because Jesus, is there anything Robert Kirkman's not doing? Well, you know, he's Robert Kirkman. Yeah, I guess he created the the most popular TV series in the world right now. So yeah. they're going to give him whatever he wants, and they're giving this a, a shot as a TV series. Hopefully, they. Take it away from the comics a little bit. I mean, that's the opposite of what I wish they would do with Walking Dead. I wish they would keep Walking Dead closer to the comics. But with this, I hope they kind of take it further than what the comics are able to do. Give it some uh, and give it give it some pizzazz because it doesn't really have a lot of pizzazz in the in the comics. It's very bland, in my opinion. So, Kendall Reeves is the main guy. Sure, I can see that. Conahay is the priest. Like, whoa, these demons. <laughs> <laughs> but Conahay is the priest. No. All I'm right. Gonna, all I'm right. I'm gonna kill some demons. All right. All right. <laughs> That's so what was your number two? Uh, my number two was actually Deadly Class number 16 by Rick Remender and Wes Craig. How was that your number two? Because you'll see. Okay. All right, well, talk to me. <laughs> uh, it was really good. It was really, really good. One of the better issues of the series in a long time. Uh, Marcus is shunned by everybody. He's outed his good friend as not being the killer he claims to be, and now the whole school's kind of turned against him. Uh, because of that, his girlfriend has left him and is now with his best friend, and they're both shunning him. What a bitch. Uh, the Russian guy who bullied him in the very beginning that he made look like a fool, has now come back and said, you're either going to go and tell the headmaster that you killed all those people, or I'm going to go and tell them that you and all your friends did it, and then you're all going to go down. So Marcus is in a real tight spot. Like He doesn't have anything going for him. He's got no friends, no allies, nobody left in the whole school, and he's, uh, he's basically hit rock bottom. You know, For a long time, he's depressed, and he's just trying to cope with all the bad things that have happened to him. But then, at some point, it flips around, and he just has a moment of realization like, okay, this is bad, but it's not that bad. This is bad, but I think I can fix it. He starts going over the list of all the things that are fucked up in his life and saying, I can fix this, I can fix this, I can fix this, and I can definitely fix this Russian asshole. <laughs> yeah, and how am I going to fix him? I'm going to cap his ass. Yeah. So he basically tracks him, figures out his schedule, and he lurks uh, in the woods, basically because the guy runs a track every morning, and he's planning on shooting him as he tries to run by. Well, there's like a bell that sounds, and they come and say, the dean is having an emergency meeting of all the students. You need to come right now. So... The Russian guy's like, hang on, I'm going to get a shower first. So Marcus tracks him to the shower and then tries to kill him in the shower. But it doesn't go the way he plans. Uh, basically, he ends up shooting him a couple times but not killing him. And the guy takes off running and Marcus is just chasing him, desperately trying to take him out before he makes it to the headmaster's room. And he doesn't succeed. So like they bust into this conference room where the headmaster is giving a speech to all the students about what's coming next. Uh-huh. And he rushes in there wrapped in a towel, bleeding a bunch of times, and just goes and sits down like nothing happened. Marcus runs in, dressed all in black, holding a gun, and everybody turns and looks at him, and then he sits down like nothing happened. The headmaster finishes his speech, and he's like, basically says, some of you aren't going to survive the night, and then all the lights go out. Because you're a bunch of rats. Let's weed the rats out. Yeah. Damn. And so, he turns the lights off. It's going to be pretty crazy to that see what happens really next. Good. It is really good. Deadly Class is such a cool series. I have uh, volumes one and two. Have you read them? Uh, I've read volumes one and two, yes, of the of the trades. Yeah, it just gets better and better. Like, it lulled a little bit in the very middle. Uh, At the beginning of it, kind of dragged a little bit. Yeah. But then once you start figuring out what the, the where he, they're going with the story, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it just gets better. So I really like that, and that was my number two. I'm surprised that hasn't got picked up for a TV show yet or uh, me, a movie. Me too. It, it probably will. Remender does amazing work. 
That was my number one. Fair enough. <laughs> so what was your number one? Uh, my number one was actually Virgil, the trade paperback from Steve Orlando and J.D. Faith. The great Steve Orlando. The great Steve Orlando. Say that right. Uh, so Orlando we- Magic? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, he is magic, but no. <laughs> you will know him from such things as Undertow and Midnighter. Okay. So anyways, we had Steve on the show multiple times. I think we've had him on five times now. Yeah, Steve has been on the show the most. So the very first time we had him on was right after the Kickstarter for Virgil had finished. And initially this book was written simply as a self-published endeavor of his his, that he wanted to give to people that wanted to support his Kickstarter. Uh, It got picked up by Image Comics along with a lot of his other stuff. And, you know, due to the success of Undertow and due to the fact that DC picked him up as Midnighter, they went ahead and published this as a full-released Image comic. And I'm really happy they did because otherwise you and I might not have actually gotten to read it. Uh, It's $10 for the trade and it's totally worth it. Basically, about this Jamaican cop who's living a lie. Like, he's gay, he has a, a male lover, and he can't let anybody know because everybody expects him to be this macho guy who's, you know, not gay at all. And they, they ostracize anybody that is. Like, they, they're corrupt cops. Everybody's corrupt. They beat up the street corner kids, they take their money, you know, they. They brag about that shit, too, man. They're, they're <laughs> bad people. And he's even a bad person. He's not a good cop or anything. Uh, but he lives this secret life and accidentally leaves his phone out one day that has some text messages from his fr- from his lover. And one of his uh, best friend cops sees it and realizes what's going on and st- stages this assault where all these cops in masks bust into this party that he's having, kill all of his friends, take his lover hostage, beat the crap out of him, and then shoot him and leave him for dead on the beach. Holy shit. Well, he doesn't die. Like, he manages to survive. It's like the beginning of Punisher, kind of. Kind of. It's very similar. Uh, he manages to make it back to some, some other friends that manage to patch him up a little bit. And then he goes on the warpath, no and shit. he kicks ass from like page fifteen all the way until the end of the book. I mean, he does not take any shit from anybody. He's tracking down who's responsible. He finds out his best friend goes, and they have a knockdown, dragout brawl. And then the end is what it is. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody that wants to read it, but holy crap! Like, I, I really would love to see this made into a movie. The way Steve describes it is queer exploitation. Like, it's like a black exploitation film, but with gay people with instead, gay of, people. <laughs> instead of black. I was thinking, like, this is like a, a black gay Punisher story. Yeah. It is amazing. I mean, the way, like Justin said, the way it's written, and the words, and the expressions, and the feel you get from the book, you're like, wow. I could totally see doing, you know, put yourself in the spot if it's your woman or your guy, whatever it is. You can see yourself really going off the walls and doing this to all these fucking people. Seriously. Yeah, like, you should. It was, it was and it just grabs you from the beginning, then lets you go. And when I was done, I was like, holy crap, this book was freaking amazing. Yeah, speaking of, of things moving mediums, I think that this would make an amazing movie. It sounds cool. Like, I, that was the first thing I said to Steve as soon as I finished reading. I, I texted him and I was like, Steve, fuck, make this happen. <laughs> like, this would be an amazing movie. I'm available to direct, by the way. <laughs> you texted him or you tweeted him? I tweeted him. Okay. Same difference. Uh, no, no, it's not. You're like, what do you mean you got Steve's phone number? Yeah, no, what's up with that? <laughs> well, we got it right over there. I'd send it out to everybody, remember? I, 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 Unfriend. I, 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 <laughs> that was your own fault. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm the biggest Steve Orlando fan. I'm like the number one fan. I'm the president of his fan club here in Houston. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm with you, man. Movie. Jeez. Netflix series, man. <laughs> you can see that too, like a, like a yeah, six or That'd be kind of cool. Like a series. ten-parter series or yeah. something like that. It was really good. Really, really good. And how about the uh, the Jamaican culture? Did that fall flat, or did that come through really well? Like oh no, the way it, it came through. Yeah, know? they're they're definitely in Jamaica. You can tell that from the beginning, and it sticks with it. The whole uh, even time. with the dialogue and stuff like oh, that. Oh yes, cool. Yeah, that's the thing about him. He has, uh, damn, he can do some good dialogue. From the crap he did in Undertow to the stuff he did in Midnighter. I mean, 
Duke can write. Yeah, straight Steve, off. I mean, Steve's straight fantastic. up. Like, it's so interesting to read his stuff because he, his voice comes through as unique every single time. And every time I read anything by Steve, I know it's a Steve book. Like, uh, I'm, I'm always really happy to pick something up. Because I've read some of his older stuff, too, even before he became Popular. published. Yeah. And that stuff is, is just the same as the stuff now. I mean, it's it's definitely Steve Orlando writing it, which cool. I think is so cool. He hasn't changed. He hasn't compromised himself or made changes. Definitely check that out. It sounds really good. It, it is really good. Yeah, people are not doing anything with Steve now. They better get on it quick because yeah. he's, he's blowing up. I'm serious. I mean, when he first did Midnight, he started trending. Uh, I'm serious. So this guy is like. He's a rising star in the comic Yeah, world, he is for sure. huge. He's freaking I can't say enough good things about him. <laughs> that was my pick of the week, though. Okay. Stealing my thunder, man. I was going to start the great Steve Orlando, and you stole it from me, you, Sorry, well, you bastard. Starting with Outcast, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, my pick of the week was actually Headlopper number 1 from Andrew McLean. Uh, he's actually the writer and the artist. George, I know you read this book. Yeah, uh, I, just, I, I quickly read through it while we were here in the uh, getting ready for the show. Why don't you give the synopsis then? Uh, it's really hard uh, for me to like give it fully on. Probably you'll do a lot better. But what I can tell from reading it, it's about this man who's hired by the queen to uh, retrieve this witch's, like ancient witch's head. <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of violence. And it's very visually cool. And it's not a lot of dialogue. But it's, when words are spoken, it's important kind of deal. And uh, I enjoy I enjoyed flipping through. I want to read it again just to get the full effect of the story. But quick quick glimpse, that's what I got. Okay, I mean that that basically sums it up. He's this uh, knight or this mercenary kind of guy who does find the witch's head, and he has to help. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Well, no, she's not dead. <laughs> no, like, she's totally she, talking. He, she talked to him the whole time through. Yes, you read, I understand. You read it, right? Yes, I understand. I was okay. just making a joke. So <laughs> thanks for ruining it, man. I'm going. I'm leaving. Well, make better jokes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways. Um, you know, he gets the he goes and kills the witch. He has her head, and she talks to him and like pokes fun at him the whole time. She does most of the talking in the book. Yeah, you know, she's very mocking of everything he tries to do, and he's constantly like throwing her against walls or like punting her. Or, oh yeah, he's <laughs> totally dragging her through. He the just mud beats and the shit. shit out of her yeah. head all the time, which is where the funniness comes from. But George does. And I, I mean, you <laughs> beat the shit out of your head. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, you know, he, he goes to some towns and he has to fight some monsters for some towns and stuff. It's just a really action-packed, violent book with a lot of comedy kind of splashed in. Um, it's actually a quarterly series, which is something rare. Uh, there's going to be four issues that come out throughout the course of a year. So it's a really big book, though. It's a really thick book, a really thick first issue. And it's $6, but I think it's totally worth it. I think it's like 64 pages or something. Yeah, it's a lot of pages in um, there. It's a fast read. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there's like a lot of really big pictures, like almost kind of semi-splash pages. So yeah. that's what it, I, I enjoyed that. So the only thing that kind of sucks is you have to wait three months for the second issue. But <laughs> I think the, the wait is probably going to be worth it because uh, the first time issue is <laughs> very, very cool. I like the art. It reminded me of Jeff Smith. I, I, yeah. really, I really enjoy Jeff Smith's bone and... Uh, <laughs> you said his bone. <laughs> yes. Womp, womp, womp. <laughs> A lot of dick jokes in here today. Yes. <laughs> Always happens when Miguel's around. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> You're the one beating your head. So anyhow, <laughs> uh, let's give a quick shout out to our sponsor, TweakedAudio.com. You can go there and buy seven different styles of headphones and seven different colors. And they're really cool, really good headphones. They have great sound. They come in a flat cable design that prevents tangling. They're just all around awesome. And you use promo code COMICAL to get one-third off the cost of the order, plus free shipping anywhere worldwide. And guess what? They come in wood. 
<laughs> I, I, I know you love to stick wood in your ear. Whoa, no, no, no. I think George may like that the more. Dick, dick jokes continue. <laughs> <laughs> and the sponsor have left the room. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. But anyways, they do have a lifetime guarantee, so if anything breaks, they will send you a new pair, as you know. Yes, I do know. You, you broke a pair, and you got your new ones like within a week, right? Uh, no, within two days. Yeah, so I mean... Real fast shipping, real quick turnaround if anything does go wrong with your headphones, and I promise you'll like these. I love them. I put them in. I don't hear you. Podcasts sound great. Um, you can get the ones that have the, the phone call capabilities where you can actually like, talk in a little microphone, or you can get the ones that are just standard headphones. You can get the over-the-ear ones. You can get the Bluetooth ones. Like, they have a lot of different options. There's some under the ear? Yeah. Okay. Nay. <laughs> I, I really like the red ones. Uh, they're really nice because you can do talk to the phone, and I know sometimes when I use my phone in the office, I can't really hear that well. So I plug the headphones in. It's perfect. You yeah. can hear, hear people calling me. I don't have to listen to anybody else. Blah, 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 blah. Talking about Vietnam. Blah, blah, blah. Talk about, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> talk about gay hookers. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> our, our, our boss talks about the war and stuff a lot. When I was a nam. Yeah, it's kind of that. Oh, shit, really? <laughs> Damn, I was only doing it as a joke. Yeah. Well, like he has really interesting stories. The funny thing is he'll repeat himself a lot. So you hear the same stories over and over it's again. It's a side effect of nam. Yeah. <laughs> so get some tweaked headphones and uh, block out your boss. <laughs> and go to Nam. When he uh, starts talking about Nam, just put him in. Also, if you want to support the show, there are some other ways you can do that. Uh, number one is go to cafepress.com slash comical podcast and buy some merchandise. We have t shirts, mouse pads, keychains, dog shirts, dog shirts, anything you can think of. There's something out there with a logo on it. And we have a few different varieties of shirts as well. There's like a Horse Minions one, uh, there's a Horse Cleese a Shovel My Shit Tour shirt. That's right. Uh, there's the standard comical podcast shirt. So you've got a few options. Uh, just go check out the site. Again, it is cafepress.com slash comical podcast. Yeah, and then send us your pictures of you wearing the shirt. Yeah, please. And why don't you have a shirt, George? I, I never got one yet. Uh-huh. I'm going to now, though. Uh huh. You probably didn't know about it. Yeah, I, I did yeah. not know about it. Because <laughs> yeah, he's a real listener of the show. Yeah. <laughs> well, then the I'm very- close friends to you guys, so it's kind of hard for me to be a <laughs> listener of the show. <laughs> It's like, man, I hear these guys all the time. I don't want to listen to them when my day's off. Jesus <laughs> Christ, this guy's got 18 personalities. <laughs> yeah. And then alternatively, if you want to send us money directly, which a few people do, and we greatly appreciate it, you can just PayPal money to comicalpodcast at gmail.com. Doesn't have to be a lot. I mean, it can be if you want, but uh, you know, just a couple of bucks here and there. Uh, the show is expensive to do. Got to pay for hosting fees. Got to pay for all these cons we go to. Etc. Etc. Plus, not to mention the hundreds of dollars we spend on comics. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, anything you guys can give, it, it helps us. So we and, appreciate it. And we're making that push so I can have my full regalia uniform. So yeah, we, we want to have a cosplayer actually build the horse squeeze outfit, uh, so we can have Miguel parade around full costume. For that would be a sight to see. So you know, help support us, and we can make that happen. Yes. Make our dreams come true. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on, let's talk about George. Uh oh. He's, he's what? 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 I, I, I'm what? I don't know. I was getting what? I don't know. I'm so lost. <laughs> so, George, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, what kind of comics you like? Why you started podcasting? Are you single? I, I am single. Okay. Especially for you. Hey. Okay. <laughs> uh, Love connection. <laughs> uh, so, a little bit about myself. I am a uh, huge movie nerd. Uh, I love movies. Huge. Yeah. It's a fat joke. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I have uh, wasn't always in comics. I kind of got into comics uh, when I was a... Uh, I was trying to like get become friends with kids in school because other kids were reading comics. And I was like, oh, that looks kind of cool. I want to read that too. That's and why I started playing Pogs. 
<laughs> Me too. That was a quick fad, though. Yeah. Uh, and then the what was the one that spins? The little spinny ones that you had like a little clip and you spin and they, the bottle. No, no, no. It's like you had like a little battle arena. You're showing your age. <laughs> There's like a little battle arena, and I think they're called oh, Beyblades. Oh yeah, Beyblades. Yeah, yeah, my boy has those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, my very first comics that I really got into were the like the '90s run of X Men. Because the TV show was on, it was something that I can kind of relate to really quick. Yeah, yeah one of the best TV shows. <laughs> Even though I was already a fan for Batman, I never read a Batman comic. And then when I f- tried to go into a comic store, I was like, I want to read a Batman comic. And they were like, all right, which one do you want to read? And I was like, I don't know. I never read one before. And they gave me Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns. I'm like, okay. And then I read it, and I'm like, this is the coolest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> and not only that, I was like, holy fuck, this is violent as hell. Uh, so then I became like an instant like Batman fan, and then I learned about Superman, and then the Superman show came on right after the Batman show. So I was like, oh, I'm going to start reading some more Superman. Although Superman was not as fun as to read as Batman, although, but I was still a big still not, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I was still a huge fan because I really love the character of Superman, and I really do think you know he's you know iconic. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then after that, uh, I really loved uh, storytelling because. Uh, not only am I like love comics, I really uh, I read uh, like Robert Rodriguez's uh, Rebel Without a Cause uh, like right out of high school. Mm-hmm. It was right when I was going to college, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, I can do this too." It was not just the dream anymore, and like I was inspired by Indiana Jones because that was like what made me want to do movies. I saw the PBS uh, making of of uh, Indiana Jones. I was like, "Fuck yeah, I want to be that dude in the hat." And, and uh, <laughs> Before that, though, I wanted to be Indiana Jones. Full of disclosure, I don't really tell a lot of people this, but I'm telling <laughs> you guys. Uh, I wanted to be Indiana Jones when I was a kid, and then I realized he's not real. And I was heartbroken. I had the same experience, actually. <laughs> then you want to be the bad guy to the Kali Ma. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was just you. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I went to like, a state fair, and I bought like a, a, a whip. Oh, yeah? Like a real shitty little whip. I had one, too. <laughs> but I was like, fuck yeah, I'm Indiana Jones. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I had one of those like crappy ones that I got from like the like 99-cent like flea market, uh-huh. like those Mexican flea markets that you pop up all the time. Why's it going to be Mexican? Because it, it was a Mexican <laughs> flea market. You racist bastard. It was El Mercado. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> hey, I mean, if it says that, it's a Mexican flea market. <laughs> like, literally, it was set up on the side. It, everyone spoke Spanish, and they had a Mexican whip. It's what it was listed as, Mexican whip. And I got it for, like, five bucks. And I hurt myself <laughs> trying to whip it. Because you're it not Mexican. Mexican whip? Yeah. It's like for whipping Mexicans. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> hey, I wouldn't try that if I was you. <laughs> Horse Cleese has a new weapon. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it has like this really long wooden handle, and it has like this like tie leatherness to it, and then it had like the like little like ball thing for like the donkeys and shit. That's what it was called, the Mexican whip, yeah. to like to get the donkeys moving and shit. Anyway, I tried playing with it, and you uh, sure you weren't at a sex shop, <laughs> dude? It was, it was a, I was a kid. Give me a break. <laughs> uh, and I hit, I did it, and I hit myself, and I like got hurt. I was like, holy fuck, I'm like really like Indiana Jones because he got hurt in the movie too when he did it in the whip. And then I was like really into it and realized that he's not real. And then uh, it was a sad day. But then I learned I could make stories like that and then comics was a good pathway for that because comics told all these always told interesting stories and then that way if I want to make movies I should, you know, read more stories like that. So, in in a long story short, I want to make movies. And also I love just telling cool stories. I do have a few ideas for comics that I eventually want to make into comic books too. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit at yeah. the last con. 
we may be doing some collaboration on something. Yeah, totally. I would love to. That would be fun. Yeah. What's going on here? Uh oh. <laughs> well, he had, he had some ideas for some stories that I thought were worth uh, exploring. Yeah. Comics. So. Writing a book. Well, writing comics together. Yeah. You're still writing a book. Mine, mine uh, has kind of stalled out. I've been really busy, but I'm still working on it. It's, I mean, it's a work in progress. As long as I'm working on it, it's still moving D- don't along. Don't pull the Stewie joke, man. <laughs> we do it all the time. Here. <laughs> still writing that book there? That little novel? No. Well, I decided to start one as well. Oh, yeah? I'm actually doing the drawing, and I'm in contact with Steve to do the writing. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I was about to say, well, that's, that should be fun to read. I can draw stick figures. I got no skill. I can't draw for <laughs> shit. That's why I always like lead, like lead to lean toward artists, and I love comic books that have really good art because it's something I can never do. I, I have like some skill in art, but I'm not. I never explored it as much as I wanted to. Like I, when I was a kid, that was what I wanted to do. I really wanted to be an artist, and my parents kind of pushed me towards other endeavors, and, and I never really got to explore art the way I wanted to. Mm-hmm. So, and nine episodes, you're going to explore body art. <laughs> nine episodes from now, we're getting tattoos. Woo! <laughs> What y'all getting tattoos? Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh man, I got I really got to take pictures of this while this happens. He's getting his on his ass. No. I don't think you want to see that. No, we're both, we're both, <laughs> both, I'm getting mine on my shoulder. I don't know about you. As far as podcasting though, uh, I've always been interested in podcasting because you know I'm a huge fan of Kevin Smith and then been listening to his podcast for a long time. But I never really wanted to jump into it myself because I was kind of like, oh shit, I don't know how to do any of that stuff. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. And then I met uh, Carrie uh, when at my ex job, I guess, old job. I used to work there, and uh, me and Carrie kind of hit it off really quick. We were good friends, and then we started talking about movies, and then talk about music. Although he's a much bigger metalhead than I am, because you know anybody who listens to the show will realize I am nowhere near in the realm yeah. of metal as these guys. That's Although, why. That's why. <laughs> that's, that's why I created a segment on your show <laughs> called George Hates Metal. That's right. Where we I review a uh, new album, uh, metal album of the week kind of deal. Although uh, most of the times when I listen to it, I, most of the times I like it if it's not shitty. Unless it's King Diamond. Unless it's King Diamond. That's do, you like, do you like really listen to it or do you like put it on shuffle real quick? 15 seconds? Okay, that sucked. No, that no, no, no. I can uh, lie my way to I, this. I always make sure to listen to at least four songs of every album if I can't listen to the whole album. That's my, like, my rule because you can't really judge a whole album by one song. True. Uh, recently I listened to Ghost. Uh, they have like this weird persona where you never see anybody in the band. So I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, but... The singer's voice didn't really grab me at first, but more and more I listened to it, I kind of liked it. So that was uh, a thing that I said on the show. Cool. I don't mind most of it, but it gets kind of hard when you're like, (laughs) I just asked for a Coke. (laughs) What the hell, man? (laughs) So I like some of the ones he gives me. Gotta say rumpy, bumpy, bunky bumpers the whole entire time. That's all they're saying. (laughs) We've we've talked about this before. Metal is a, a... Progressional listening kind of thing. You can't just jump right into it. Yeah, like totally. Really brutal, guttural, screaming kind of stuff. Like, I mean, you can, but I think it's rare that people do. I'm not I going think to a seance, man. I think most people. <laughs> I think most people that start out listening to metal listen to stuff like Metallica. Yeah, and Megadeth and like the popular bands. And then as it goes along, they kind of want a little harder stuff, and then a little harder stuff, and then it just keeps going along and along. You wanna... It's kind of like drugs. It's <laughs> kind of like drugs. And then eventually, you'll get to the point where you listen to stuff that Carrie and I listen to, like really extreme metal. And you know it's just it's just the way it goes. It's a natural progression because you keep craving so that the harder ta- sound. Metallica is like you know the Ritalin of metal. <laughs> okay, and then like the Cookie Monster stuff is like the heroin of metal, basically. 
I'm a giant meth head. <laughs> oh my god! In metal terms, he's a meth head. <laughs> wow. Actually, you want to know the funny story about how I got into like Metallica and stuff like that? Sure. And, and uh, so, little known fact: anybody who really knows me, um, I don't know you. Okay, well, you, you get to learn today. Uh, growing up, my parents owned their own business. They owned a topless bar, so I literally grew up in a topless bar with like naked bitches everywhere. How? How did you not come out to be a player? <laughs> Am I not a player? Is that what you're saying, bro? Uh, seriously, bro. Come on. <laughs> uh, you know, I really don't know how that worked out. So, uh, so oh, hey, well, well. yeah. So, how old were you when you, you saw your first pair? Shit, I don't know. Maybe like two or three. Damn, he's my hero now. <laughs> so, uh, a lot of the times my parents didn't have anywhere to take me, so I spent a lot of time in the club, and I would kind of like play with the tits no <laughs> there was this chick there who had like flaming tassels on her it was like part of her show she would like put tassels on her nipples and had you no know, light uh-huh. them up and she'll like you know nice. circulate them and I, I that was like one of my favorite shows to watch <laughs> i was like wow that's amazing how do you do that she's heating up <laughs> oh, <shut laughs> on. Uh, so as a kid i would uh be the uh, assistant dj uh as a kid uh for the girls and now they're like hey honey pick a song for me kind of deal i'm like all right cool and i'll just randomly pick a cover that looks cool and a lot of times i'd be like megadeth or rob zombie or um a lot of Metallica too. So yeah, that's how I got into metal music. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. <laughs> wow. So how's your vision? My vision, I, I see perfect. Twenty twenty. <laughs> Another funny story about that. <laughs> My, uh, I, I was always, I was always, I'm always still kind of a shy person. Except when I like get to know people, I kind of open up. But as a kid, I didn't really want to talk to anybody. Why would you? You're seeing tits all the time. Who yeah. gives a shit about anybody else? <laughs> uh, so my dad had this thing where he really wanted me to tip the girls. I'm like four years old at the time. You're tipping. Okay. Yeah, right. He wanted to you know, tip, put money in the G-string kind of deal. Nice. I did not want to do it. And I just like kind of froze and didn't do anything. So he literally grabbed me, put the money in my hand, and dragged me to the stage and made the, me put the money in her G-string. And I was like so shocked. I was kicking and screaming the whole entire time. Was she hot? I don't remember now. All I remember is the horrific experience of being dragged to the 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 stage. To how, tip. How, how is that horrific? <laughs> well, when you're four, you probably don't understand what the fuck's going on. <laughs> this is like I don't want to touch her naughty parts at that age, what, man. Was he afraid he's gonna make you take your shirt off and put some tassels on and go up there? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> You're a chubby kid. No, uh, that was not a fat joke. <laughs> do the trouble shovel. <laughs> do the trouble shovel, kid. Make them lump shake. Lock, love junk. Hey, you guys. Yeah, and I love the Goonies. Uh, so uh, yeah, that's a little funny story about me growing up in the club. Wow, that is interesting. I did not know that about you. Yeah. So yeah, there's a little small fact. Your boat. Your folks still around. Yeah, both my parents, uh, they, they got rid of the club uh, in oh, 2003 shit. when I graduated high school. They had, my dad was kind of like, you, you want to take over the business? I'm like, no, not really. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> okay, okay. What was the, can, can we get him to say the name of the place? Yeah, of course. What's the name of the place? It's no longer in uh, Well, they changed the name of the business now, so whoever bought it. Uh, it was called Texas Sugar's Cabaret. It was in Stinkadena. Texas Sugar's Cabaret. This I, mo- this I, mofo here doesn't even know how good he had it. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring some. Uh, I'll bring some old school matchbooks. So you uh, can, I thought he was gonna bring pictures. <laughs> I took pictures when I was four. I, I do. T- t- I, I do. That's how I became a photographer guy. Yeah, I do have pictures. 
But I don't, they're not like great pictures. I don't think you really want to see them. This here is Star. This here is Jaina. <laughs> like every time my dad had a birthday there, they throw him like a special birthday party there. So. My, <laughs> like the way it worked, both of my parents are co-owners of the club. My mom would work the day shift. My dad would work the night shift. So I had a lot of time to like to just do whatever the fuck I wanted. So Apparently you did. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Man, George is getting more ass back in the day than you were. <laughs> <laughs> he was only two. More than zero. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, um, that's an unfair, you know, <laughs> assessment between people. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he had a little advantage. That's right. <laughs> Dude, how freaking cool is that? I mean, seriously, his mom had to be like super cool to be able to let his dad do that shit. The way it worked out is uh, my mom's husband, before my dad, uh, died, and they owned the business together. And she was going to sell it. And she was going to sell it to my dad, but she stayed on for like a month or two to show him how to run it, and that's how they met. Ah. Uh, romance, uh. romance through the titty bar. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Red. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> wow. That's pretty good. It is. It is. I, I was going to ask George to tell us a funny story, but now I guess he doesn't have to. So you have to put that oh, I in. Can, I can tell you more funny stories. <laughs> it just depends on the subject matter, I guess. Well, first, Miguel has to tell us a funny story. Oh, yeah. I love Miguel's so, Miguel? stories. Miguel? Why don't you tell us a funny story? I don't have funny stories. You know this already. This here is going to be a tale of anger. What's <laughs> 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 well, a funny story because you know who I am. Anyway, so I like to go to Walmart, which is everybody knows on this show. <laughs> How do you like it? Like, I don't know anybody that likes it. Like nobody likes going go to there because they have to because they're poor or whatever. But fuck, I don't know anybody that's like I love going to Walmart. Well, Walmart has good deals. I mean, when you're a cheap ass like I am, you go in there looking for whatever you're gonna find. Or, I don't have problems. Or that. if you like looking for like just random people, like people watching, it's best place to go. Yeah, I, I can see that. I guess. Well, I didn't. You know, I didn't. I don't. Know, I watch people sometimes. He likes to go but, there and crop dust people. We know that. Well, yeah, I crop dust people. Yes. <laughs> Is that what that funny smell in the con was? <laughs> no, I didn't crop dust anybody there. I, I was lacking the. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, sometimes I don't want to go to Walmart. Let's go put that out there. But I had to go to Walmart that one day from our job. You know, the one that's pretty dangerous. And uh, so I went in there and I was wearing a shirt. I think a shirt and tie. No, I don't think a shirt. Just a regular shirt with my name badge on. I forgot to take it off. So I walk in and I hear somebody go, excuse me. I, didn't, I thought I heard somebody. And I just got the walk in. All of a sudden I hear, excuse me. <laughs> you need to get over here and give me a hand. Like, yeah, I'm talking to you. What the hell are you talking to? You need to get over here and do your job. Oh, oh, because I'm fucking Mexican and I'm wearing a badge. I work at Walmart, you stupid piece of shit. You fucking idiot. You see this badge? I make more in a fucking year than you make in your entire lifetime. You stupid fucking... Oh, yeah. Pardon my language. Sorry. <laughs> I revisited. Yeah. I, I went off on her ass. I went off on her big time. And you think that would be it, right? No. So I go around and then another one. Excuse me, sir. Can you get this for me? I don't fucking work here, you stupid shit. You see a Mexican in the store? All of a sudden, he's got to be a fucking Walmart employee. If I go to Home Depot, are you going to ask me to get you some fucking wood? I mean, shit, what the hell? Fucking racist bastards. I would. You bastard. <laughs> was the shirt you're wearing blue? It was uh, black, actually. Oh, you're wearing your... Oh, I was wearing a black shirt. Okay. This is before... Uh, this, uh, this happens to me on a regular freaking basis. And sometimes you forget to take the stupid badge off. I went to Target a couple days ago, and someone asked me, uh, can you tell me where I can find... Oh, I, I don't work here. <laughs> but uh, I do know where that's at. <laughs> I just happen to come in here enough. <laughs> at least it was at Target. At Target, yeah, 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 a little bit different clientele. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that reminds me of a story. When I was a kid, uh, not not a kid, when I was a teenager, 
my friend Andy and I, we both went to Target, and coincidentally, we both happened to be wearing burgundy shirts with khakis. Like, <laughs> we were wearing like how coincidental, like be- nice. beige cargo pants. Like we had, we did not plan it. We just both happened to wear the same thing. We went to Target, and that happens to be the dress code there. <laughs> so people were asking us for stuff the entire time we were there. We we went along with it. We played along for like three hours and just fucked with people. <laughs> nice. Yeah, the sex toys are over there. <laughs> well, <laughs> but oh, that brings. <laughs> but uh, it happens to me everywhere. Seriously, I mean, come on, people. Not all Mexicans work in freaking retail or freaking grocery stores or freaking God knows where. It happened to me one time in Kroger, in fucking Kroger, in on Westheimer. I'm going in there, and I'm going in. I'm in there with the uh, I forgot who I was in there with. Uh, it was like seven o'clock at night. And a lady goes, uh, excuse me, sir, I really need your help. Can you really reach up there and get that for me, please? I know you don't. Uh, you know, it's like, oh, I hate being bothered. I, I was already having a bad day. So, uh, so I turn around like, oh, yeah, I'll get that for you. It was a woman. So I reached up there and I got it and handed it to her. And it was, it was the coolest moment of my life. It was Mary Lou Retton. Who's that? What the fuck do you mean, who is that? <laughs> Mary Lou Retton? Should I know who that is? She's an actress. Oh. No. What? See, I'm not the only one who doesn't know, fucking I know. I don't know who she is. Dude, she's like like the most decorated gymnast the U.S. has ever had. She did the shit that Mary Lou Retton, Miss America, Miss Smiling, Miss Miss Wonderful, Bella Caroli type first gym. Oh, my God. What the hell is wrong with you damn communists? I would communists? not know who that was. You bunch of fucking communists. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch the Olympics. It's good thing it's not fucking September 11 today, you fucking bastard. You, you, know you know I don't give a shit about sports at all. That includes the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> but she was really nice. It was nice to meet her. Uh, Did you take a picture with her? No, I didn't. I didn't want to be that guy. You should have. Um, you got her toilet paper off the shelf. You yeah, you, but no, the you thing got was, her ass wiping paper. Not, I mean. No, I didn't. I didn't. It was a cheap ass back then. I have a damn phone that would take a picture. Oh, in those damn stores. It was many, many years ago. Oh, okay. Uh, but it was really cool, you know. But you weren't like, can you come back to my work with me? I have a friend that wants to take a picture. With <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, but it, it just it just irritates the crap out of me at times because when you go to stores and then, I don't know, I don't think it ever happens to you, but. It happens to me. I get profiled all the time. People ask me for shit all the time. People think I'm a manager everywhere I go, especially if I'm wearing a polo shirt. It's because you're white. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's manager because he's white. Oh, oh fuck you, George. Well, he's not wrong. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Don't manage that McDonald's, you fuck. Oh, hey, there's white managers at McDonald's. Uh, don't. 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 <laughs> Stop. That part of my life's behind me. I'm never going back there. No, I thought you were going to bring up the other McDonald's thing. <laughs> what other McDonald's? Oh, yes. Yes, I am. No. So we went to Amazing Houston Con, and then after that, we decided to come back. Recently? And, well, this yeah, last, last, last weekend. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So like on the way home, uh, I talked to Heather, and she said, I want to eat something. Just can you stop at McDonald's? I don't eat McDonald's. Like I ate there for five years, never fucking again. Yeah, I can like, imagine I'm, that. I'm done. <laughs> I don't eat at McDonald's. But now. he loves it, and, and she wanted it that day. So I stopped at McDonald's to get food for them. I had some stuff here I was going to eat. So we go in, and there's two people working the counter. There's like a, a younger black girl, whatever, and there's like this kind of middle-aged white woman. So Miguel goes to the black girl, and I go to the, the other lady. And the woman who helped me is like, Hi, can I take your order? She had this real like... Super high pitched voice, like squeaky. I can't, I'm not doing any kind of justice. Like it was the squeakiest voice I've ever heard in my entire life. Okay. And Miguel's looking at her like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" She starts eyeballing Miguel, like looking him up and down. She's oh like, yeah. She's like, "Ooh, I she, want some of that." She wants the D, man. Oh, what the hell, man? <laughs> <laughs> she's eyeballing Miguel the whole time she's talking to me. <laughs> you know, I, I was very like, "This is what I want. Here's my money. Give me my food. Thank you." And like, I went and got my drink. 
And she left behind the counter and came over and was like standing near us, like checking Miguel out again. Was she at least of age, bro? Yeah, she, she was, she was like middle aged. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> yeah, okay. She was Just like, making sure. Yeah. I wasn't looking. I wanted to get the hell out. <laughs> <laughs> so freaking uncomfortable. <laughs> oh my God. She, she liked you, man. Dude, no, no, no. She can go get her Big Mac somewhere else. She, she wanted a low two. <laughs> low two? <laughs> nice. <laughs> you don't know. No one knows who I am. <laughs> I thought everybody knew who you were. No, they know me as Lord Horsicles with the head. They don't know me without, without the mask. Stop wearing your name badge in Walmart, and then they won't. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my sad attempt at this funny story. More of an angry story, but it was kind of funny. Because I know you laugh at me. And my... So what was the uh, end of the story of the McDonald's story? Nothing. She, you know, she's just, just stalking actually, us. Actually, as we were walking out, she's like, bye, see you soon. <laughs> I was like, no, you ain't. <laughs> man, she got like a Mexican stalker now, man. Fuck that. I'm going to CeCe's now. <laughs> That's not F-bombs in this episode. <laughs> is, that, is that not okay? Not okay. Oh, okay. No, no. We just, I just think it's because of you. I do curse a lot. Mm-hmm. It, my mom curses like a fucking sailor. <laughs> Well, strip club, hello. Hey, man, so you got to put those bitches in place. <laughs> bitches and hoes. <laughs> okay, George, well, you said you had one for us. Okay. Uh, man, so he's full of funny stories today. Yeah, he's, he's doing good. My whole life's a fucking funny story. <laughs> Damn. Uh, so a funny story that I was trying to think of coming over here. Uh, I was thinking about trying to talk about the first time uh, learning how to swim. I thought you were going somewhere else with that. Whoa. I could go somewhere Whoa. else with that. They would say that for pillow talk. Oh. Uh, so do you guys know how to swim? Do y'all both swim? Yeah, I had a pool growing up. Is that a Mexican joke? No. <laughs> not, a lot of people can't swim. I can't. Okay. You, can you not? Really? I cannot. Okay, cool. Yeah, fuck right. I didn't swim here from Mexico, you bastard. <laughs> I thought that was your origin story. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> Uh, so as a kid, I watched Jaws and I was terrified of like anything over waist deep water. And then we had a pool in our house. And even when I would jump in, I wouldn't go, uh, too far because when I would go into water, I just hear the fucking tone in my head. (laughs) And and no matter where you are in the fucking pool, you always think it's it's a, it's a pool. There's no way a fucking shark's going to be there. (laughs) But try convincing that to a kid. Done, done. Uh, so, uh. Also, another thing about me, I'm Greek, so both of my parents are Greek, I'm first-generation American, and I went to Greece a lot. Uh, so, uh, as a kid, we'd uh, go to Greece, and then uh, this particular day, uh, my mom and dad were upset that I wouldn't go deeper into the water like the rest of the kids, and I'm probably like five years old. And uh, so, we're on my mom's, uh, un- I'm on my uncle's f- fisherman boat, because he was a fisherman, and then she was from a small island called Letos. And uh, so we're went traveling around, looking around, looking at like, oh, this nice little dolphins and all that stuff. And he's trying to show off. And uh, my mom says, like, you know, I think it's a good time for you to learn how to swim. I'm like, what do you mean? Holy crap. And she fucking pushes me into the water off the fucking boat. I'm like screaming bloody murder. The boat's just going. And it looks like I I'm probably wasn't that far from the beach, but... It, at the time, I would swear I'm like 30 miles away. Yeah. And the only thing I could think of is that there's a giant-ass shark behind me. Like, did you watch the news recently where the big-ass shark jumped up? There was like Australian television. It was like a clip that was on YouTube. The big-ass, giant-ass shark jumped up, and like even the anchor was shocked by the video clip. 
it was like that in my mind. That's what I thought was going to happen. So I fucking, I probably like ran on top of the water. That's how fucking fat. I got there before the boat did. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, that was, uh, that's how, that shows you how fucked up my parents are. Looks more, like, <laughs> more like Kanye. Jesus. Jesus. Don't insult the man. <laughs> that's right. You don't like Kanye West. Freaking, Kanye freaking West. awesome that he, uh, that, you know, that's funny you say that. I mean, I'm not a great swimmer. Uh, I can swim enough from maybe from point A to point B, wherever I need to get to. Because, again, a church youth group. From the Port of Guadalupe to, to Houston. <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> you bastard. So, uh, <laughs> I uh, went with my church youth group. As you know, I'm Catholic. And that's not a Mexican joke either, you bastard. Uh, and one of my friends was playing ping pong. And my friend dared me to go whack her with a ping pong paddle. And she was in her bathing suit. Yeah. So she just got out of the water. This is turning into playing. a sexy story. So I whacked, and I didn't judge to how much I really used the force. So I whacked her pretty good. And she got mad. She left a big-ass round ping-pong. I couldn't tell because, you know, how the bathing suits were back then. So, yeah, she threw me in the freaking pool, and I had to learn how to swim. Yeah. Did you freak the fuck out? <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, drowning's not fun. No, I, I forced my way to the edge, and that's how I kind of learned a little bit. Uh, I was like, holy crap, and I, you know, deserved all of that, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, I moral. got caught in a drain one time and almost drowned. Oh, shit. Like yeah. a jacuzzi drain? No, like the the pool drain. No, shit. Like we, we had those diving sticks, and we used to throw them in the pool all the time, and I would go all the way down to like. And lip, you got stuck? And my, my hand got caught underneath the, the lip, because like I reached down to grab it, and it like was sucking out the, the water, and right. my, my pinky went in, and I couldn't get my pinky out. Oh, uh, that's like sheer, like sheer panic right yeah, there. Yeah, like I. I Put my feet down. And I started pulling as hard as I could. I like dislocated my shoulder, but I pulled out. And I managed to make it back up. But I mean, just barely in time. I was, I was like panicking, like I could not breathe. I mean, it's Holy definitely shit. a terrifying experience. That is very terrifying. Yeah. Uh, so you know, needless to say, uh, needless to say, after that, I love the water. Uh, so you know, even though it was like a terrifying moment, I really, I think somewhere between me swimming from terrifying to the the shore, I realized, you know, there's nothing really to be scared of of the ocean, and uh, so. It's a happy story in the end. I love the water and I love swimming. Yeah, go jump in the Gulf of Mexico. See what happens. I was in the Gulf. A bunch of people will pass you. <laughs> or, you oh, or you might get stuck with a syringe or something, or get that yeah, flesh-eating virus, flesh-eating disease, or that one kid that got in the water and it got into his brain and killed him. What? Oh the fuck? yeah, that yeah. was crazy. You didn't hear about that? No. Yeah, like some uh, flesh-eating amoeba swam up a kid's nose from the Gulf of Mexico and he died. He was like 14 years old. Yeah, don't go to Galveston, kids. Apparently, like, it's a pretty common thing in the water there, and if adults get it, their immune system's strong enough usually to fight it off. Oh, I see, okay. But kids and older people aren't so much, so he got it and it literally just ate his brain until he died. Yeah. It's really fucked up. And there was another story where, uh, there was a story released of something like, here recently, that said that the water was full of feces. Well, yeah, you know, uh... Uh, crap load pieces. Another oh, here we go. <laughs> another funny ocean story. This is probably the grossest story that's ever happened to me before. Uh, so I'm swimming in Greece when my cousins, me and my cousins, are all about the same age, and uh, my cousin kept on complaining about how his stomach hurt that day. Uh -oh. I was like, oh, no, don't worry about it. You'd be cool. And we're swimming around, and uh, all of a sudden, like he like kind of disappears a little bit. I'm like, oh, all right, no big deal. He's swimming. He's good. He's still somewhat invisible. And then I'm swimming around, and all of a sudden, like, there's, like, fucking logs swimming, like, next to me in the <laughs> it's water. It's a baby Ruth. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is that? And uh, I was like, what? There's, like, no trees around here. Why is there a log? 
and I take a get a closer look. It's like literally inches from my face. Oh my god! Is that a ship? <laughs> it, was like, it was like a broken off turd, and like right next to my face. And I like scream bloody murder, and like poop flies everywhere, and yeah, it was nasty. Is that a ship? <laughs> so yeah, got the, the episode name: swimming and shit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he uh, took his drawers down and shat in the ocean. That's what happened. Well, at least you have to wipe. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best part about you know using the restroom in the ocean. You don't have to wipe. Let's see if he had dude wipes, he'd have been okay. Dude wipes. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> well, those were all pretty good stories. Yeah, I think uh, they're fun stories. His stories were great. Mine sucked. Yeah, his were pretty damn good. I mean, <laughs> I'm not damn. Lie. I mean, what kid has a dad and mom to run a strip club? Very few. And Mel uh, Gibson. You ever seen the movie What Women What Women Want? Yeah. Yeah, so like the intro of that movie where like explaining his mom being a showgirl, uh-huh. it's pretty much my childhood in that like first like two three minutes. Wow, that's pretty damn wild, man. Except my mother was not a showgirl; she was an owner of a tip bar. I think we need to have him more on, have him tell more funny stories. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a segment just called George's first couple years of life. <laughs> tell us everything you know from childhood to puberty, please. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, oh. Cool. Well, let's uh, let's take a second to talk about our giveaway. Okay. Ooh, giveaways. Uh, it's actually going on until the seventeenth, so not everybody's going to get a chance to do it listening to this episode. But if you do listen to this episode before then, and you want to enter, uh, Pete's Basement, which is a video show that we've become friends with over the last few weeks, is doing a giveaway of two free three day passes to New York Comic Con this year. Ooh, nice. So I've what, always wanted to go there. I do too, really badly. Uh, hopefully next year. Uh, so what they're doing is a podcast scavenger hunt. There's a bunch of different shows that are involved. And if you go and listen to the shows, you'll get a special question from every single one that you'll go to their website, Pete'sBasement.com, and put the answer to the question in. And then you get the opportunity to enter for a chance to win the tickets. Uh, so I think you get five points for every single question you get right. And there's, I think, eight or nine different shows involved. So there's a lot of chances to win. Um, and the winner will be chosen by random draw. So, our question is, what was the title of the first episode of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe? So, that information is pretty easy to find. You can find it on Google, you can find it on Wikipedia. I just watched Masters of the Universe on Netflix yesterday. The movie? Yeah. Nice. It's horrible. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you! <laughs> it, it is not enjoyable. I mean, it's, it's fun to watch because it's so bad. <laughs> we're we're going to be doing, our plan for this year is for Christmas time, we're going to do a live tweet of the live action Masters of the Universe movie. I think we should do a commentary. No, it's on Twitter. That's what we're going to do. We should record a commentary. We can do that, too. I think that would be fun. Every year with Steve Orlando, who we talked about, the writer of Virgil. Yeah. That's our goal, to do a live tweet with him at Christmas time. Nice. That's that's going to be this year's. I I, I would like to be part of that if I can be. Yeah, anybody can. That would be fun. Anybody can. Yes, we did the the cartoon last year. Yeah, we did the He-Man and She-Ra Christmas special last year. Oh, yeah? I I saw that. Then he came on, and he was on for like three hours with us. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, holy crap. It was a great episode. It was just like... Everywhere there was like no agenda. We went from He Man to Mortal Kombat. It was great. Yeah, Carrie and I tried to do something similar uh, like that last Christmas. We did the Star Wars Ewok special. Holy fuck! (laughs) God, that is so bad. I mean, I've never seen it all the way through. I've only seen clips, but Carrie wanted to watch it all the way through and like kind of like tweeted about it the whole entire time. It was was teeth pulling bad. been a long time since i saw that god I, we, we had it on vhs when i was a kid did you really i watched it i thought george lucas like bought all those back i, I watched it like every weekend when i was a kid like, really you enjoyed that we didn't have that many movies to watch yeah, like but... my parents didn't really buy a lot they had their movies which we weren't allowed to watch and yeah. then we had like disney movies and like star wars stuff yeah 
and I was sick to death of Disney, so I was like, we're watching Star Wars stuff. Like, I've seen Return of the Jedi 45 times. Let's watch Ewok Adventure until I've seen it as many times. Well, this one was uh, the Christmas special where they had, it was like a three-hour thing, and they had, like, Chewie's wife. Oh, so it was the actual Christmas special. Yeah, the actual Christmas special. I thought it was the Ewok Adventure. I've seen the Ewok, the cartoon, right? Is that what you're talking about? No, it's live action. It's got the two little kids and their spaceship crash lands. Okay, I've seen that one, but that's not the one we watched. We watched the actual Christmas special where we meet Chewbacca's wife and shit. And God, those people are so fucking boring. I've seen that one time. It's really bad. (laughs) Yeah, and there's literally, there's a part in that movie uh, where Chewbacca's grandpa puts on like a virtual headset and literally is like masturbating to a chick like in like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and like this <laughs> he's like in, is this lady's in this like shiny shimmery dress singing and you know it's very scantily looking kind of because you know it was the 70s or 80s whatever and like he's like has like this really ugly cheesy smile and he's like you know watching it and it's like oh god i don't i can't imagine any kid watching that shit and enjoying it so anyways pete'sbasement.com <laughs> uh, thinks we're gonna get sued <laughs> Go there, enter the answer for the question, which is what was the title of the first episode of Masters of the Universe, and uh, enter for a chance to win by and the I, 17th. And I can do it. And no, you can't do it. Damn it. Sorry. <laughs> but I can. Actually, you could. Your podcast's not a part of this, so. You better take me, you bastard, if you win. <laughs> How many tickets come with it? Two or three? Two three-day passes. Oh, two three-day passes. How much are you going to give me? Not, not, like the t- <laughs> not like this is rigged or anything. I'm not going to probably win, but I mean, I don't win anything. <laughs> You have the pleasure of having my company. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to this week's comics, movie, and TV news. Okay. And since George is the guest, I'll let him pick which uh, news portion we go over first. Uh, let's go ahead with uh, TV news first. Okay. TV, there's not a whole lot. Uh, there's some images released this week of Hawkman and Hawk Girl. I did see that. That looked kind of cool. You, I, you liked them? Uh, they looked less ridiculous than I thought they were going to look. How do you feel about them? They were okay. See, I, I feel kind of opposite. Like, I thought, I think Hot Girl is fine because they're trying to keep it more realistic, more grounded, or whatever. But Hawkman always has a very distinctive look, and he's very colorful, and that's always been kind of his thing because he has no fear about people seeing him, and like he just wants to be a badass and take people out. And he's still kind of wearing like the shadowy, like muted red kind of leather everybody else is wearing. I'd rather see him in something more colorful so he can be like, hey, bitches, I'm here. <laughs> as long as he has the attitude and he breaks out the mace and the. the, the well, he had the, the mace glo- in the picture. Yeah, and breaks out the glove. That's all I care about. And then uh, another costume, you know, to talk about that. Did you see the Diggle costume? Yeah, we talked about that last what week. What the fuck, man? Yeah, he stole Magneto's helmet. It looks like a weird Power Ranger, like the, the kicked out Power Ranger or something like that. <laughs> but anyway, that, that was my extra comment to that. <laughs> we, we weren't impressed either. <laughs> uh, so Jessica Jones has a release date now. Yeah, I saw that trailer. Netflix is going to be releasing it on November 20th. So that's actually sooner than I expected it to be. Really? Yeah, I thought it was going to be like next year. Early I, I, I kind of knew the plan when they already uh, unveiled Daredevil. I knew like they wanted something to bridge the gap until yeah. we get new Daredevil. And this is literally that that thing. Uh, I was never a huge fan of Jessica Jones, the comic. So I don't have like, I'm not amped up for this. But the intro that they had for the Netflix looks kind of cool. They did such a good job with Daredevil. I feel like they can't do anything oh, wrong. So yeah, of course. It's going to be fun, I think. Comes out when? November 20th. So I probably won't see it until December. Because you're holding everything hostage right now, man. Hey, you know, I, I usually give Miguel all the stuff I watch. Like, I, I get copies of it's it. It's on Netflix. He, but he doesn't have Netflix. Oh, So, okay. like, he has to watch it here with me. But I won't let him watch anything until he sees Mad Max. The first, the new one? Yeah. 
I, I just bought that. It's great. He's I'm holding playing. me hostage, man. I'm missing my hell on wheels. I'm missing like a bunch of movies. I mean, a bunch of stuff. He's not giving to me until I watch Mad Max. You should watch Mad Max. It's you great. bastard. <laughs> I think the, the people that are listening will agree with me that you need to see Mad Max. <laughs> yeah, just a little sneak preview. Metal Geek is going to do like a summer movie review and upcoming stuff. And that's probably going to be in my top five, the Mad Max movie. Okay. Well, I have it. I am just haven't had time to sit down and watch it. I think I'm going to watch it today. It's great, man. Yeah. It literally was a surprise. I mean, I knew it was going to be good, but it was better than I expected, which is way beyond my means to comprehend. And if I do love it, I think it's amazing, the greatest movie ever, whatever, I'm, I'm not going to tell him. That. I was like, yeah, it's okay. Just go into mind, uh, mindset knowing that the plot line is a little simple, but the execution is amazing. Man, I've seen the Mel Gibson ones. I don't think I think... <laughs> <laughs> really, I love Ro- Road Warrior, man. Road Thunder Warrior Dome. is great. Thunderdome's fun. <laughs> All me. right, man. I'll watch it today, okay? Get off okay. my back. I'm going to hold you to that. Uh-huh. Uh, so then, speaking of uh, Metalocalypse and Brendan Small, we were talking about him before. Yeah, yeah. Um, he recently put out a plea to his fans to start tweeting and Facebook messaging Hulu to try to get the last season done through them. Oh, is he not going to do it with uh, Adult Swim anymore? Adult Swim doesn't want to put the financial backing behind it to do the last season. But why? It's been, what the it, hell? it was like a fan favorite show for a while. Apparently it didn't have enough viewers really? to merit it. I'm uh, Dr. Out of all the stupid shit Adult Swim puts out, that's the one thing they don't want to do? As many seasons of Tim and Eric have gotten, I don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I, I'm all for it. I mean, uh, some of the Hulu shows I've watched have been pretty good. Yeah, uh, I'd I, rather watch it on Amazon because I have an Amazon account. Yeah, but I mean, whatever. As long as there's a way to get it. Yeah. You know, sure. If Hulu makes it, then it'll be out on DVD before you know it, and then we can all finally see the the end of the story. Yeah, I really want him to finish that fucking looming story they've been kind of like teasing everybody for since season one. Yeah, I mean the the rock opera was phenomenal. Oh, I love that episode. It was so good. So I really want to see the end of the story. So anybody out there that's a Metalocalypse fan, tweet Hulu, uh, Facebook message Hulu, whatever. Tell them that you want to see Metalocalypse on their state on their network. Hashtag so. Metalocalypse, yes. Yes. We'll do. The tones. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's it for TV. Pickles. What do you want to do next? Movies or comics? Comics. Comics. All right. So they announced this week to a lot of uh, positive and negative opinions <laughs> uh, that Mary Jane Watson is no longer going to be a part of Spider-Man's main world going forward after Secret Wars. She's Mary going Jane? to be Tony Stark's new employee. Really? In Inside chick. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, we don't know that. We don't know if she's going to have a relationship with him or not, but she's definitely going to be a main character or a supporting character, at least, in Invincible Iron Man and not in Amazing Spider-Man. Really? Wow. Why How do you feel about that? <laughs> why? Wasn't well, Amazing supposed to be Miles now? Yeah, eventually. Is that why? It could be. I mean, Peter Parker's still going to be around as Spider-Man. There's, there's a Spider-Man title and there's an Amazing Spider-Man title. It's because Gwen's around? Is that why? I think maybe it has something to do with Gwen, maybe or, or Silk. I mean, Peter has enough romantic interests at this point. Black Cat, Black Cat. I mean, there's, there's Black Cat wants of, to kill him. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's always flip flopping, and I don't know. I he mean, likes those aggressive bitches. I don't. I don't know. I don't think I like that. I'm, I've always liked Mary Jane, but uh, I kind of like the interaction between him and Silk. I kind of like that. I'd, I'd like to see that. That'd be quite interesting. I mean, I mean don't get so me wrong. Many I love Spider characters running around right now. It's oh, with Stacy, I do, but I, I don't. You know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of Spider Gwen. I know. I think I've made that clear. At Did this you point. see uh, Gwenpool? That's what. That's next on the list. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I was. About, I was hoping that was going to be uh, talked about. So, 
if you don't know, Gwen Stacy, the one, if you don't know comics and you watched Amazing Spider-Man 2, Gwen Stacy's the girl who died, Emma Stone's character. Of course. Um, she was brought back as Spider-Gwen in an alternate reality where Peter Parker died and she got the spider powers. In the multiverse, right? Yeah, in just a, a different reality. Yeah. But she's been part of the whole Secret Wars thing. She was brought to the main battle world and people like her enough that she's going to continue going forward after Secret Wars. So... A lot of people like Spider-Gwen. I thought she was amazing when she was first introduced in Edge of Spider-Verse, but then when she got her own standalone series, it's been kind of underwhelming for me, personally. I thought the best thing about her was her supporting cast. So anyways, uh, they're going to be doing a Gwenpool miniseries now. And if you if you read Deadpool and you pick up variant covers, you know that there was a Gwenpool variant cover during Spider-Gwen month where she appeared on all these different covers. So people liked the design of the character and they started saying things and Marvel listened, so... Now Gwenpool is going to get her own short story. It's going to be broken up into three parts that's going to appear in the back of the first three Howard the Duck series. I actually like Howard the Duck series. I really, I've really been enjoying Howard the Duck, too. Now, I'm obligated to read this because I'm a Deadpool fan, and I also like Howard the Duck. Uh, but, God, enough with Gwen, seriously. <laughs> Gwenpool. She's also getting her own Christmas special, which I don't well, know Well, I mean, you know, I, I kind of feel like, you know, there's not a lot of female superheroes that are headliners. There's more and more, though. Marvel's really been pushing to make more. So why don't they come up with more original ones instead of just saying, okay, Gwen Stacy's this one, okay, Gwen Stacy's this one? Well, I I don't know. I, I'm trying to think about Marvel's thinking about this. Maybe they're going off of, like, hey, you know, Gwen started out in Spider-Man, which is very popular, and then there's that there's that history there that people can attach to right away. And a lot of people have, and I think yeah. it worked fine for Spider-Gwen. I mean, yeah, the, the only way that I see this working for Gwenpool is if... Gwenpool and Spider-Gwen have the same kind of relationship that Deadpool and Spider-Man have. Yeah. Like, you know... That'd be actually kind of weird. That that is the only way I can see this working. If it's just so awkward between the two of them that they, you know, act the way that Peter Parker and Wade Wilson do when they're together, that's the only way I can see enjoying this. I don't know what to think. Yeah, (laughs) I really don't know. It's just underwhelming to me. Yeah. I I thought that... I saw that cover a few days ago on the internet. I was like, holy shit, that looks kind of cool. But I like I instantly I thought of he's like man, <laughs> Jess is gonna fucking hate this. <laughs> Hater. So uh, on something that I do like, Batman Day is back. Batman, Hell yeah, Batman Day. When's yeah. that? Uh, it's actually September twenty sixth, and it's a Saturday, so anybody should be able to go to their local shop. And if you go there, you'll get a free edition of Batman Endgame Special, uh, and it's gonna have an eight page preview in the back of the new Batman and Robin Eternal series that's coming out. Plus, I'm sure they'll have a bunch of other Batman swag they're giving away. Right on. So, it's pretty cool. Bat swag. I, I, like, it, I like it that all these local shops are starting to do more like fan appreciation sort of days. Yeah, totally. And uh, Batman it Day. It brings was, in the crowd, too. Yeah, Batman Day is always one of the better ones. So Right on. It's cool. When's the Superman Day going to happen? <laughs> Never. <laughs> we'll Batman. see how the movie does first. <laughs> or uh, a Deadpool Day. That would be kind of fun. I think Deadpool Day would be pretty amazing, but... I mean, there's enough people dress up as Deadpool at cons anyway. Yeah. Well, the problem is, like, these days are to encourage kids to come, and Deadpool's very much not a yeah, kid-friendly character. Like a teen-up kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So, that's always been kind of the, the gray area with him. Like, you can't step too far on one side of the line or the other. Right. You don't want to piss moms off. That's yeah. why the game didn't work as well as it should have. And I love the game. Yeah, I love the game, too. I'm going to get the remastered version when it comes out. I guess I am too for Christmas, apparently. It'll <laughs> <laughs> be an early Christmas gift. Uh, so, moving on, Marvel has announced three new series this this week. Uh, all of them Miguel is probably going to hate. Oh, the nice. first one is Patsy Walker, a.k.a. Hellcat. Yeah, you should see the look on his face. <laughs> I, I don't even know who the hell that is. 
She was the girl who helped She-Hulk in her standalone series that just ended, the Charles Soule series. Remember? And I didn't like that series. It was great. It was a fantastic series. You oh, just don't. Oh, She-Hulk? You don't like anything. Uh, what? <laughs> you can't say that. I always thought She-Hulk was the most strangest character. I ever. like metal. <laughs> George hates metal. Yeah, you're doing one up on George, I guess. <laughs> uh, not true. The next series they announced is Red Wolf is getting his own ongoing. Who the hell is that? It's a Native American superhero. Oh, you racist bastard. <laughs> so we got to call him a wolf? He can't be Red Bear? Oh, wait a minute. He's been, around for a, he's been around for a long time. Dude, he's that's actually, the name his parents gave him. You're gonna, are you going to hate on that? <laughs> yeah, I was hating on that. Some drunk ass <laughs> talking the weed a little too much there. How? <laughs> he grew up in a peace pipe circle. You're going to judge him too? <laughs> yes. <laughs> his circle was as good as George's. <laughs> got one on the weed, one on the tit. <laughs> so anyways, uh, that's kind of cool, though. I mean, I've been reading some Who's drawn it? I don't have any information yet. Red Wolf's been uh, appearing in the 1802 or 1862 Marvel Secret Wars tie-in. I'm not reading that crap. Uh, it's been pretty good. So You have to show me who he is. I, I, I read it when you get it, but I don't really read it. You know the, what I mean. He's the only Indian goose, dude. <laughs> like, like the Mortal Kombat, he's the only Indian. Sorry, man. You're saying Red Wolf, and that's the only guy I can see in my head. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I think he'd be kind of cool. I'll check it out. And then the last one... Uh, the Rocket Raccoon series ended. The Groot series ended. So now we have Rocket Raccoon and Groot. Oh, really? The Groot, the Groot standalone ended already. Well, it's it's going to by the end of Secret Wars. Oh, okay. So now they're teaming up, <laughs> shaking his head. Why do you? Why are you shaking your head? Kids S- love Scotty that Young is doing that one. <sighs> oh, okay. Kids love that series. Is he going to drop more like uh, Giant ABX, or is he going to drop more like the way it was looking now? It'll probably be the same way Rocket was drawn. Uh, I like the way that one was drawn. I like the way it was drawn. Really? The crazy, sporadic kind of style? Mm-mm. I don't like the stories either. Uh, it wasn't my fave. Huh? I like him better when he's in, within the Guardians. He seems to fit more in there. The Groot series didn't impress me, but I liked the Rocket series. I didn't read any of the Groot stuff. Like, I mean, can't imagine you could do too much for that. There's yeah. one or two of the Rocket ones that I did like, but that, overall, no. I love the I love a lot of the cover art from the Rocket stuff. Well, I mean, the Rocket series half the books had Groot in it anyway, so yeah, they might as well just like call <laughs> Rocket and Groot. So well, plus uh, uh, the new Guardians TV show is coming out very soon. I yeah, think like in a couple of months or a month or so. Guardians are big right now. Yeah, I mean, we've got what three Guardians books that are going to be out. We've got Guardians three thousand regular Guardians and then Guardians team up, and then we have Rocket and Groot. And Don't Stan they have alone. Guardians of Nowhere? And Guardians of Nowhere. Yeah. But I think that's just as a Secret Wars tie-in. Oh, okay. Um, and then we have uh, Star-Lord and Kitty Pride <sighs> on their own spinoff. So, I mean, there's a lot of Guardians material out there right now. You don't like the love stories, do you? <sighs> that one's actually been pretty funny. <laughs> I'm actually looking at it from right here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, he hates everything. So. I don't hate everything. George hates metal, but Miguel hates everything. Nice. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like stupid Well, here's shit. something you're going to like. Okay. All right? There's a new Harley ongoing coming out. Thank you. So there's going to be three Harley stories at the same time. You're going to have Harley Quinn, you're going to have Harley Quinn and Power Girl, and then you're going to have Harley's Little Black Book, which is the new series. And it's going to be a team-up series where she teams up with other important characters in the DC universe. So it'll be like, the first one I know is is Wonder Woman. So it's going to be Harley Quinn and Wonder Woman teaming up. Oh, cool. So it could be kind of cool. And uh, it's also going to be the variant theme for December. So every title is going to have a Harley Quinn variant. Damn. (laughs) Holy crap. You should see the big smile on his face, and then like the the realization it's going to cost him a lot of money. <laughs> oh man! Wow, that's gonna be cool though. I, I picked, well, you know, they did the last time. I picked up it's all of them. I was like, oh. <laughs> and I think that uh, I read something. I'm not sure if this is 100 percent accurate, but I, I read something about them coming in black poly bags to kind of get the little black book theme. Oh, nice. Kinda going. Oh, I'm about to say like like adult mags. Yeah, nice. <laughs> so, 
That could be kind of funny. Well, who's the uh, who's the drawer? I don't. I think it's uh, Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor are still the team. Harden going to be involved? I, I'm not sure if Harden's the artist or not, though. Okay. I have never read a single Harley Quinn thing. Ever. They're fun. There's some, they? there's some that are really fun. I, there's I some just that don't really like, care for the character that much. I'll, I'll loan you some of the old trade pe- trade paperbacks from the first series. Okay. Those are all pretty good. Yeah, like I said, the, this past one was her holiday special. Yeah. It was pretty fun. Like, I liked her when she's with the Joker, like from the cartoon show. The old the old stuff is a lot of that. The all new, over when she's with the Joker, yeah. The new stuff is kind of hit or miss. Like, it, there's some, some issues that are just like, okay, they're trying too hard. And then every once in a while, they'll do like a special issue, like the road trip special. That's just really funny. It comes out of nowhere. It's like a really like standalone kind of story, and it's just really good. Um, it gets kind of hit or miss, but I, I think most people, most yeah, things. A are. lot of comics are like that, though. Yeah, but it's my favorite character. So you know. yeah. Harley's your favorite. Yeah, right on. Yeah, I, I, I just shat over your car, your favorite car <laughs> character. I'm so sorry. <laughs> my top three are, are Harley, the Joker, and Batman. Really? So Joker's above Batman. From what I read the last time, yes. <laughs> it flip-flops between them and Batman and Joker. Pretty much even for me. Okay. Love Joker. Every time I hear Mark Hamill, I always think of the Joker, though. Yeah. Me too. I don't know if I can see him as Luke Skywalker anymore. <laughs> no. Holy shit, it's the Joker. Did you ever see that movie, Sushi Girl? No. There's a, He's in it. Uh, he plays like a weird fat dude in that movie, which is weird. But every time he's talking or laughing, all I hear is a Joker. <laughs> and it's it improves the movie for me, I guess. I don't know. Huh, I'll check that out. Well, that's it for comics. Okay. Let's move on to movies. Um, <laughs> so there's not a whole lot for movies either. Uh, Warner Brothers, this is a rumor, is apparently in talks with Sean Bean and Ava Green. I saw this. To play Ares and Cersei in the Wonder Woman movie. That would totally make sense. I agree. Uh, because Ava Green in 300, awesome. And then uh, Sean Bean, I could see that as Ares. Yeah. Who Does that mean he dies in this movie? It would be the first movie he didn't die in. <laughs> no. <laughs> he dies. Who gives a shit about Sean Bean? He loves Ava Green. Yes, she's my favorite. Is it because she gets naked all the time? Is that why you like her? No. Oh, okay. she's my favorite. It's because she's pale with black hair. Oh, okay, and green eyes. And my favorite wrestler is Paige, who is pale and black hair. <laughs> so you definitely have a type. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> he swam to this country for a reason. Nice. <laughs> <You> dick. <laughs> Uh, and then the very last thing is that uh, some images were released from Age of Apocalypse that show him in a whole new light. Uh, Apocalypse actually looks really fucking cool. About freaking time. Wait a minute. Does that wait. look like Ivan Ooze? So he doesn't <laughs> look like the dude from Power Rangers movie? No. No, he looks like Apocalypse. Okay, cool. So what the fuck is that image they showed us the first time? I think that was kind of the standalone without any CGI or effects or camera angles or anything. Oh, okay. Uh, whatever changes they've made... You're going to have to show me the picture better. later. Though. I, will, I've been I will. He looks a lot better. Uh, you saw, I saw some images of Psylocke in the full costume. She looks good. Uh-huh. And uh, Archangel. Nice. Um, he looks pretty good with the hood up. Without the hood up, he looks really weird. Oh, okay. So. Huh. And now I'm waiting. I can't wait for that. Oh. Yeah, I'm kind of excited for it. That dude's totally blowing up that actor who's playing Apocalypse. Yeah. He's uh, outrageously good. I'm watching a miniseries uh, that was on HBO. Fuck, I can't remember the name of it right now. He plays a mayor in like in some shitty city. He's from the writer of uh, The Wire. It's really good. It'll come to me later when it's not important. It's <laughs> when it's come not to important, me. exactly. Well, that's pretty much it for news. So uh, I want to remind everybody to like the page on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash/comicalpodcast. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Comical Podcast. I'm at Comical Podcast too. If you'd like to follow George, you can find him at. Uh, you can find us on the at Metal Geeks, all the social media webs. You know, at Twitter at Metal Geeks, Instagram at Metal Geeks, as well as Facebook. Uh, we're trying to do a new episode as soon as we can. Like we do it, we try to do it every week, but it doesn't always work out. Uh, 
And, you know, subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, we're on a whole bunch of uh, networks that I could not name off because I don't have the list like Carrie does. <laughs> uh, and uh, also, if you want to follow me personally, I'm on Twitter as George Tripsis, that's T-R-I-P-S-A-S, and on Instagram as George Tripp. He's a funny guy. Follow him. I try. And uh, that's pretty much it, guys. So, George, you want to close out the show? Keep on laughing, bitches, huh? <laughs> <laughs>